Welcome to episode 55 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, with Eric Sanchez. Before we get started, I wanted to take this time to dedicate this week's episode to Jim the Anvil Nightheart, who passed away yesterday. I'm just not going to... This isn't a Jim the Anvil Nightheart show, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But I'm going to play my favorite Jim the Anvil Nightheart promo here. This is okay. from our favorite WrestleMania, WrestleMania 7. Mm-hmm. And uh, here you go. I just love that. Nasty boys! You're going to crack yeah. the foundation. It's just, I don't know, one of my favorites. And, you know, he was just the Heart Foundation for a tag team I loved as a kid and all that. So it was a bummer to see and uh, that he passed away. I know he was struggling with some substance abuse issues. He seemed to clean that up a little bit. But, you know, he passed away and it's sad stuff. Sad yeah. times. I really liked the dynamic between him and Hitman. Like, he was just like this psycho and Brett was just yeah. like super calm. <laughs> right. He was, you know, calm and cool, and he had yeah. the, the greasy black hair and all that stuff. Right. I liked it a lot. Uh, this week's show, guys, we're going to be talking about SummerSlam 1993, as we talked about in last week's show. Uh, Eric's pick was last week WCW Thunder. Yeah. Mine is SummerSlam 93, and with SummerSlam coming up, we thought it'd be appropriate. Take a look back at some of the matches and the main event. And of course, this is the famous Lex Luger push and Lex Express. We'll talk all about that. Yeah. If you want to, guys, please follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. We do giveaways, we do retweets and follows and fun pictures and all that other fun stuff. Uh, we're Positively Processing Podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher Radio and wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. If you want to support the show, you could head to whatamaneuver.net, pick up a T-shirt. We have the Positively Processing Podcast Stars shirt. We have the I Never Complain Online shirt. And those will go to support the show to pay for server costs and keep everything free. I think that's all the proper's out of the way, all the formalities yeah, and things like I think that. So. Any? Did you watch Raw last night? I watched some of it this morning. I got up to right after the Alexa Bliss and Ember Moon, so not much of it. Yeah, so pretty much the beginning you watched. Yeah. Did you see the viral video of uh, there was like a bat that flew on the floor? No. Like a, like, so uh-uh. not like a baseball bat, but a flying bat. Flew on the floor next to Ronda Rousey, and she just goes, oh, my God, there's a bat. But she's trying to, like, say, I got to look like a badass, but I can't be running away from this yeah. bat. So that was pretty funny. The big thing that happened was Paul Heyman came out, tried to con Roman Reigns into signing with him, and ended up spraying him in the face with, I'm going to call it arrogance, because that's what it was, yeah. <laughs> like as far as Rick the Model Martel goes. But it was just something he sprayed. Lesnar came out, beat the hell out of him. They're building towards that big match in SummerSlam, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And then Thanks I'll be- for the spoiler. 
Well, Just you, kidding. you were barely going to watch, let's be honest. I watched a table for three. I thought that was fun. I missed that one, so don't spoil that for me. <laughs> uh, our buddy, uh, the, our friends at the Weizen Wrestling Fed, you can follow them as, at Weizen Rest Fed. Not a fan of us doing the SummerSlam 93 show, but hey, maybe we can convince them that it was a yeah, good show. It's it, it's like, you know, going to a concert, you don't know the band, you don't like the band, and by the end of it, you're like, hey, I'm a fan. This show took place on August 30th, 1993 from the Palace in Albert Hills in suburban Detroit. Mm-hmm. They make sure to say suburban Detroit over and over again. I don't know why. It's like they're embarrassed by it. Um, <laughs> and here we go. Speaking of this, this well, is... Well, how uh, did we know that they were in suburban Detroit? That's true. They say it over and over. I'm going to play this. So this is the intro to the SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. You were like, you got to play it. And this is Vince and Mean Gene Oakland giving the intro to SummerSlam. And here you go. If it, it'll here you go. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the setting for the 1993 edition of SummerSlam. Rocking right there. Like great music. That brought back a lot of memories. There's just certain sounds and sights that like take me back to my childhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like classic Vince and yeah. that SummerSlam song. Bring it back. What are you guys doing with this rap and rock songs? No. Right. I don't want Flow Rider. No, we want. I want that whatever that is. <laughs> Jim Johnson uh, SummerSlam tune. Yes. We, we for, that was one of my first notes out here is that damn music kickoff. Like, yeah, I loved it. I loved it too. Before we get into all the details of the show, what was the last time you remember watching the show or have you ever watched it in full? Oh, SummerSlam. When's the last time you watched this show in full, or have you ever? Oh, this one? Yeah, Oh, God. I honestly don't remember watching it live. I probably watched a tape of it, because some of the matches I do remember seeing mm-hmm. and having a different opinion about them today than I did back then. Hopefully a more positive opinion yeah, today. Yeah, no, yeah, they are. The I remember this show because this was one of the ones where I listened to it. Um, what I mean by that, for those who don't remember or those who are too young, back in the day, pay-per-views where it was a pay-per-view channel. Nothing was digital. It was all analog. Mm-hmm. So what would happen is that you'd have the countdown show. That'd be free. And then once the pay-per-view started, the signal would scramble. So it would just be a big mess. And you couldn't really see anything. Um, just go on Every YouTube. Every now and then you can kind of put together a like body. Like an elbow or whatever. Yeah. But the audio is crystal clear. So right. I, I had the TV in my basement. I had that TV on. Then I had a small TV. I'd play Nintendo and listen to the pay-per-view so, yeah. so I can watch it. Because my mom's like, I'm not ordering SummerSlam. Lex Express can tell out here. You're a genius. Yeah, I, I did it for all the big pay-per-views, which was only four at the time. I wonder time. how many other people did that, too. Lots of people did it. I had everything. You never did that? You never listened to the pay- you, you were probably the rich kid get to order them. No, I would either order them or not, or not order them. <laughs> <laughs> I never listened to them. You didn't think to or did you not have two TVs available? Um, I didn't have two TVs available because yeah. the other there was back in the day they had like the switch box where you had to like switch it over, yeah. A and B whatever right. it was, and that was in the main TV main room. Right. So that was like where my parents would watch stuff. Uh-huh. So I couldn't watch listen to it there. And then in my room was just like just a straight cable coming out of the wall into my TV. Mm-hmm. I didn't have access to like pay per view channels and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I remember. I do it a lot. You know, my, my mom and sister would be upstairs watching whatever they were watching on mm-hmm. Sunday night ER you know, or whatever other show was popular in the 90s at the time on Sunday night, and I'm downstairs in the moment. I'll tell a story about that. I mean, I'll tell it now, whatever, in case we do the show again. I think I might have said this before, but 
this happened at, at Royal Rumble 94. So I was getting ready to do the my, I had my setup, I had my mm-hmm. Tecmo Super Bowl ready to play the season and listen to the pay-per-view. So they've, they've got the pre-countdown show. And as I said, that was always free and clear to get you to, to order it. Right. It was on request. Ours was request TV. That was our yeah, pay-per-view provider. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, the pay-per-view started, and it was Vince McMahon, like, coming in. It wasn't uncommon for it to, like, last for, like, a second. But Vince is like, who do you have coming out? Million Dollar Man? Like, he was the guest on Not Ringing Out or Color Commentator. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, well, why is this still on? So another minute started. Then the first match, I was still clear. I busted my ass upstairs, grabbed the tape, threw it in there, hit record, <laughs> just like on pins and needles yeah. the entire show. And it, it, I don't know what happened. The gods aligned, but I got the pay-per-view for free yeah. and watched it. And I was like... That's an amazing moment when you're a kid. Oh, my God. Like, what a moment. You like, know? At what point is this going to turn off? It's right. just like... <laughs> it never did. <laughs> I'm on pins and needles the whole show. And yeah. that, and to this day, Royal Rumble 94 is one of my favorites just because of that. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, this is happening. And I, people, I, I think I said that before, like, oh, maybe your mom ordered it as a surprise. Like, no. My parents would never have dropped 30 bucks for me on a wrestling paper. Yeah. Ever. And not tell you about it. Right. Especially it would, if the off chance you're not even there. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't have happened. But, right. oh, man, it was, what a moment. This this time it didn't happen. I got to listen to it. Uh, so music music kicks off the show, and we have our opening matchup. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase versus Razor Ramon. This is the Million Dollar Man's last match in the WWF ever. So when I went back to rewatch this, I kind of didn't know what time period. He was still in the Money, Inc. here. But at this time period, I thought he was like a manager now of right. the Steiners or whatever it was at that time, WCW, WWE, whatever it was. But thinking back, I'm like, oh, he's still wrestling, and he's coming out in a white coat. Which I always thought was awesome because they need a white coat, million dollar man, elite, ASAP entrance, great. (laughs) Yeah, they would or they should. Um, But I liked it when the uh, Money Inc. That's what that's the jacket he wore or the tux he wore was the white one. Was that they have the white chase pop right? Yeah, but not yeah, but not the figure, not a wrestling figure. Get on that. They had the green suit, which was fine. Yeah, we need a white one. Definitely need a white one. Razor Ramon here was over like crazy. People went nuts for him. And this is right, like, fresh off his baby face turn. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the few with the one, two, three kid briefly, but it was crazy. And how now much it's almost, him. it was uh, Kid and Ramon kind of yeah. teaming up together against sure. uh, the Money Inc. So I thought the singles matches between the two were, were kind of interesting and fun to watch. Like, I love this as an opening match. I, I, this was way, way better than I remember. Yeah. Being. You know, Million Dollar Man's bumping all over the place for Razor. The crowd's into it like nuts. I'm like, right. You know what is everyone crapping on the show for? Like if we're in for this this rest of the night, we got a good yeah. time. Bobby the Heenan, Bobby the Brain Heenan who's on commentary with Vince McMahon calls Razor Ramon a cheap Desi Arnaz impersonator. Yeah. What did he call him funny. for the help? What was it like? Oh uh, yeah, he was talking about like he offered him a job to scrub toilets and he couldn't do it or something like that. Yeah, it like, was I don't know if it was delegate or whatever it was, but or domestic domestic servant. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. I thought that was funny. Uh, the finish of this match was really good. I loved mm-hmm. the end where, you know, this is your classic, the bad guy's going to cheat with the exposed turnbuckle with just yeah. the bolt there, and then it gets reversed, Million Dollar Man hits it into the razor's edge, one, two, three, and we're off to the races on SummerSlam 93. Yeah. Just that, yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were going to still talk. No. I liked how... I don't know. DiBiase had a had a, like a fun way of like bumping his head off the corner. So when he hit the exposed mm-hmm. uh, steel, just the way he flew back and then turned around into the razor's edge, I'm like, yeah, this is such a good match. Even ending, it makes sense. Yeah, it was. And then Razor's the up and coming guy. He's yeah. going to get the win. And DiBiase's the veteran, putting him over brother on the way yeah. out. I liked it a lot. 
Next up, now this you said was not on the network version. I watched a DVD version I have of this show from the SummerSlam anthology set that came back out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So they go backstage to the hotline in the hotline area. They're like, call the hotline and you can talk to a wrestler. So they've got in the hotline, they've got The Undertaker and Bret Hart on phone calls. And then I, the announcer is talking, okay, we're going to go live to caller Dave. Caller Dave, you're on the air. And this is a real person. Mm-hmm. He's some hillbilly. <laughs> and he just, I just start laughing. He goes, and The Undertaker, he goes, Hey, Undertaker, uh, remember when you beat Hulk Hogan? And he goes, Undertaker just goes, Yes. <laughs> that was it. And yeah. then he goes, and then, and then he was asking him, uh, you know, why'd you turn on Jake the Snake Roberts? I felt he was a real technical, you know, great wrestler for you. And all the Undertaker's just mm-hmm. sitting there, just like, gotta stay in character. How do I answer this? And he's like, oh, Jake, I did not turn on Jake. He decided to go against the dark side and like all this oh, stuff. God. And he goes, how about you ever theme up, think about teaming up with Hulk Hogan? <laughs> keep, in mind, keep in mind, Undertaker. <laughs> And Hulk, or I'm sorry, Jake Roberts and Hogan, not in WWF currently at the time. Mm-hmm. Jake's in WCW. Hogan's off doing Thunder in Paradise, about to go to WCW the next year. It was just hilarious, and just uh, I could see why they took it off the network version, but I loved it. Just the remember when you beat Hulk Hogan? Yes, that was <laughs> yeah, that was it. Like how was he supposed to respond? Why did they put them? Why did he put him on the uh, the phone anyway? I don't know. I don't know. And next, or wait, maybe screen that call next time before he yeah. goes on the air. Uh, the next segment is uh, Todd Pettengill, who's on this show a lot, by the way. Yeah, he's interview- I really liked him. He's interviewing the Steiner family, Mama Steiner and Sister Steiner, and mm-hmm. he goes, where's Papa Steiner? <laughs> you know Papa Steiner's at home. <laughs> and Papa, he goes, Papa Steiner's on the couch. He's sick. You know, the dad's like, I'm not going with that fake bullshit. I'm embarrassed about children. <laughs> what I thought was funny about this, he's got Mama Steiner and Sister Steiner. Sister Steiner, I don't know, just... She's pretty tan. Yeah, I guess I'm, that's the word I'm trying to look for. It's total like early '90s hairstyle yeah. and just super tan and blue makeup. I don't know, whatever it was. And Ben goes like, uh, uh, "Which one's which?" Like yeah. I can't tell you apart. I'm like, "Come on, Todd, you know the one with the silver hair is a mama." <laughs> I just and she calls Rick Robbie because that's his real name. Yeah. Like, oh, Scotty and Robbie Steiner and all that stuff. Like, Who the hell's Robbie? Exactly, and I just loved and he was like, "Oh, you know, they're probably doing Frankensteiners off the couch, right?" And the mom's like. Whatever you say, sure. Yeah, whatever you say is right. <laughs> and then the girl, she's like, oh, man, it was crazy with my two brothers, blah, blah, blah. I can never have a boyfriend. Uh, they ran him off. <laughs> giving him Frankensteiners. <laughs> right. And then Out ne- on the lawn. Yeah, and then next up, the matches, the Steiner Brothers versus the Heavenly Bodies. So here's the thing. For me, yeah. on paper, I o- not always. I guess I always did. Heavenly Bodies, I always read that as Beverly Brothers. Me too. So when I don't I know saw- why that's weird, right? Yeah, so I guess I'm not the only one. Yeah. But I remember seeing it. I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a terrible match. It was good. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. They, the Heavenly Bodies, uh, uh, beautiful Bobby and Dr. Tom Pritchard. Was that it? No, it was another no. guy, the redhead. Yeah, what the hell's his name? I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I, but yeah, he, 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 was, he, he just reminded me of a porn star. Like, he's out there, like, a little bit hairy, and he's, like, swiveling his hips, like, after he does, like, a good move or two. I'm like, man, this guy's a little arrogant. <laughs> but they were really good wrestlers. I liked the, the reversals, and I don't know. Everything just looked good. And I uh, can't beat uh, Jim Cornette. There was a, a point where Cornette is out on the in the corner, giving or coaching up his team. The camera's getting too close. <laughs> Cornette goes, "Get out of here! Can't you see we're working on a secret meeting?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does a great promo before the match starts too. Cornette does. Does he? Yep. Yeah, let's see here. So it's uh, Jimmy Del Rey and Tom that, Pritchard. That's it. But Bobby Eaton was a part of the Heavenly he Bodies was. at one yeah. point, so that's why I was confused. This is a nine-minute match. 
the Steiners defeat the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more details. It's about yeah, nine minutes, 28 seconds. I forgot the Steiners were the tag champs at mm-hmm. the time, you know. I love this WWF Steiners. I don't know if you. Yeah, I do too. And I just love the chanting. They're in Michigan, right? They're in Detroit. They come out. Let's go blue. Right. Let's go blue. And I didn't know what they were saying the first time they were chanting it. I'm like, what are they saying? And then I put two and two together later on. I'm like, okay, that's what they call you know. They're wearing Michigan Wolverine colors. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I'm like, man, the Steiners are over. And it makes sense why they're over so much. It's because this is their home state and hometown. Michigan college fight song. Yeah, I don't think that was their theme song. No, it was for the signers. That's not the Michigan fight song. Let me. No, it is. All right, let's 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 compare. Because I remember two. hearing something about you. They you couldn't copyright college fight songs, so that's how WWF got away with it. All right, let's look up Michigan University fight song. Michigan fight song. Here we go. Uh, full. Here we go. Full fight song. What the hell is this? All right. <laughs> what is this crap? Come on, just play the damn music. Come on, YouTube. Yeah, it's Hail to the, Hail to the Victors is the Michigan fight song. It's kind of similar, I guess. Not at all. Listen to this Steiner's theme song. <laughs> all right. Steiner's. Hail to the what? Victors? Yeah, WWF theme. So here, all right. So this is What is this one called? Hail to the Steiner's? All right, so there's the Michigan theme, right? Oh, okay. And here's the Steiners. All the drums, apparently. Is that a loop? <laughs> Maybe I can't tell. Yeah, it is. It is Hell of the Victors. It's just like an, it's 80s, just an altered like, version. It's like a synth pop version of it. I, w- I wouldn't doubt if it's called Hail to the Steiners and Jim Johnson just tweaked a couple notes. <laughs> <laughs> like that vanilla ice, like uh, yeah. under pressure. Ding, 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 ding. But ours is ding, 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 ding. It's right. like that little change. That's what it was. <laughs> anyway. So as I was watching this, I was thinking, we got me and you got to take a road trip. You want to know where? To where? We got to take a road trip. To 18714 Grand River Avenue because that's where the Steiners grew up. That's oh. where Bobby Heenan said, he's like, I got to Detroit early today and I went to Steiner's home where they grew up. He's like, 18714 Grand River Avenue. <laughs> that's a hell of an address to give out. Grand. Let's, <laughs> on, let's, let's on look television. I wonder how many people drove up there. He's like, hey, is Rick here? <laughs> Grand. Or is Mama Stein- Papa Steiner, is he on the couch? <laughs> he's not watching this. He's got the football <laughs> game on. Here it is, Detroit, Michigan. I'm sure it's a, like an inside joke. Maybe it's like a hood. So I pulled it up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Google Street Maps. All right, let's see here. Yeah, Grand River Avenue. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just a. It looks like a residential parking area or something. Oh. So maybe I would have put that on the list. Go see the Roseanne House. Go see this house. The Roseanne House, huh? Yeah, that's in Indiana. Anyway. This show, this show, this show's over. The match ends with a Frankensteiner. Okay. I always prefer the Frankensteiner to the Hurricane Rana. Yeah. Because he's just so giant. Love the Frankensteiner move. Steiners win. Next up, we have... You pre- prefer the Frankensteiner to Hurricane Rana, right? Yeah. So do I. I'm like, that takes more athleticism to jump up mm-hmm. in the middle of the ring and do the flip than yep. to actually like jump up on the middle of the ring and you're more sturdy. Right. And yeah. plus, you know, Big Papa Pump is... 
And he comes out with his his arms like yeah. How, what would you, how would you describe that? Like a like a bench press except except on, <laughs> yeah, on one knee, like super pumped. Yeah. Joel Fowler. Only no, before that, they yeah. go back and they're showing Mama Steiner and Sister Steiner celebrating. And yeah. Heenan, before they cut to Joel Fowler in the back, is like, which one is Mom? I'm like, come <laughs> on, you're putting down the mom twice now or the sister? <laughs> it's probably more putting down the sister than yeah. the mom, I'd say. But Joel Fowler, i never heard of this guy. Neither have I. He was here for a pay-per-view, and it's probably about it. A little cup of coffee. Interviewing Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Michaels mm-hmm. is the current Intercontinental Champion, facing Mr. Perfect for the IC title. On paper, this is like a dream match. Oh, yeah. It doesn't quite live up to what you think, but it's still good. That's what I thought when I first watched it. I thought it was kind of, you know, Man. poopy. Yeah. <laughs> but the second time that I watched it recently, I'm like, this is a pretty good match. Like, I remember them, like, over-bumping and over-selling stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a different match between the two, but I don't know. I just like the psychology of the match. I like the pace of the match. Like, I wasn't bored in it. Right, and I think a lot of times... We remember stuff because this was so hyped to be such you know, like a classic match or whatever, and it was just okay. Mm-hmm. I think you can be a little annoyed with it sometimes that it wasn't living up to what you thought it would be. And I think at the time in 93, I, to me, Perfect was kind of going downhill. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't really think that he... He was going... He I was, don't know. He was still good. He was. I mean, looking at this match, this is a really good match. This is the first uh, sighting we see of the Radio WWF booth with Gorilla Monsoon and Jim Ross up in the top rafters. Yeah. There needs to be an alternate audio track in every WWF radio call there was, because they've so got it kinda, somewhere. You kind of had WWF radio going on I this. did, but I had Vince McMahon and, <laughs> and Bobby Heenan. Um, there's, a, there's a couple notes I have about this match. First, uh, Mr. Perfect's laying like on his stomach in the corner, and Michael jumps on his back. Yeah. Perfect goes, oh, God damn it. <laughs> There was another moment I could hear him say, oh, shit. <laughs> like, really sell it. And I'm like, man. And there's another one. Marty says something like, Marty Jannetty, like later in, the, uh-huh. later in the night. I'm like, man, these guys were really cussing. <laughs> uh, Michaels ends up winning the, the account out by some cheating with Diesel. Yeah. There's a, I mean, this isn't a match to, like, break down. It's worth watching. If you have it in your head that it wasn't as great as you, were, or as great as you thought or you thought it was bad, it's pretty good. So go back and watch it. Yeah, I put, I put a note of, uh, you know how they got Mustache Mountain today? Mm-hmm. I put down Mullet Mountain for HBK and Diesel. <laughs> I just thought that was funny to me. They, had, they got the <laughs> hockey haircuts from back yeah. in the day for sure. But what I was talking about with how, how I thought this match was good was and the psychology part of it, I guess, is breaking down and working the body parts. Mm-hmm. Like Michael's working on Perfect's back. Not just standing on it, but he's working his back for a while. Yeah. Threw him into the, the, um, the ring post. Right. And Perfect hit the ring post kind of like Bret Hartwood, like super hard. And then he fell on the ground and... He stands on his back. So I'm like, that's, that's a good way to, like, just work in a body part. Mm-hmm. I like it. Then we have our next matchup, which is IRS versus the 123 Kid. 123 Kid's cutting a promo backstage in an interview just saying, I'm so nervous. I got the butterflies. I'm going to do my best. I'm like, man, way to make this guy seem like the world's biggest dork, you know? Right. He was. The kid. He was a dork. You didn't like the 123 Kid at the time when you were a kid? Not in these promos, no. He had, like, mush mouth. I liked him. I okay. didn't mean the promos, whatever, but I just liked him as a wrestler. Yeah, I did too. He was the only high flyer in the WWF. Yeah. There might have been some outside, like in WCW or wherever. We didn't see him. Yeah. We were watching. Well, I think I told you I, I kind of felt cool because I knew him because when I would get home on ESPN, they would have GWF, yeah. and he was like the lightning kid, and there was a couple other guys. that The Patriot was on that ESPN show, and I'm like, okay, I kind of know these guys. And then when we were in WWF, I'm like, oh, I know them. Yeah. Uh, That's the, not the 
cannonball kid. <laughs> That's lightning kid. IRS ends up winning this match. I don't have, I don't really have any notes in this match. It was just a thing. I don't know why one two three kid didn't win. Don't know why IRS need the big W. But uh, one because they had the rivalry lost. with uh, Ramon and Kid Money Inc. Yeah, so that was kind of it. They could have ended it here with Kid winning. It didn't <laughs> they could have. It didn't need to keep going. Yeah, but I liked how IRS came out at the beginning. You know, his little typewriter, uh-huh. his little theme or whatever that yeah. was. That he was like, what did he say? He said, "Detroit used to be known as the Motor City. Now it's the known as the Tax Tax Cheat City." <laughs> Boo! <laughs> and then <clears throat> at the end. I remember Bobby Heenan used to do this, like the John Madden Telestrator. Yeah, yeah. We call it the brain scan. Yeah. So every time he would do something, there was like little scribbles on there, and he would explain stuff, loop this around, come around, whatever, make a picture out of it, like at the end of it, and be like, oh, look at that. That's what this makes. So he had some scribbles on it, started explaining stuff, and he's going here, he's standing there, he jumps up, kicks him here. He's like, oh, look, it says 1040. <laughs> One, two, three, kid got written off. <laughs> I'm like, those are pretty witty and funny. Love, love our some Bobby Heenan here. Yeah. Uh, next segment, we have Todd Pettengill interviewing Bruce Hart and Owen Hart. Nobody likes Bruce Hart, but no. Owen Hart's there. You know, it makes me sad that Owen Hart's gone, and he's got quite the long, blonde, luscious locks going, and yeah, he did. quite the outfit. This is supposed to be Bret Hart versus Jerry the King Lawler, because Bret Hart won the King of the Ring in that past June. Jerry Lawler was insulted by this, beat him up, saying he's the real King of the Ring of the WWF, etc. Yeah, Jerry comes out, he's hurt. And uh, he has his court gesture, Doink the Clown, <laughs> filling in. And I, I remember when I was a kid being like, that sucks, you know. But I watched that Doink Brett Bash, and I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Doink was bouncing around because this was Matt Bourne. This is the real Doink and mm-hmm. not the Brooklyn Brawler Doink. Bouncing around, being crazy, and I loved it. I loved this this one part I, one. I like match. how they explain how Lawler was hurt. He said he was in like I don't know a ten car pileup. Right. He, he mangled his leg. And all he had was an ace bandage on right. his damn calf. I'm like, you didn't mangle your leg, you idiot. And he was saying like, oh, Detroit's known for motors, huh? Well, you, the radio, I got into a limousine. The radio didn't work. And he was putting down a, a car for in the Motor City. Yeah. And he was saying some old lady, some old blue hair lady, pulled out whatever this. And Heenan's like, oh, I bet that was Brett's mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Heenan's still like kind of kind of antagonizing with some. Kind there. <laughs> right, because he was he was going after Bret Bret Hart's parents, and I, that, that past Raw, Todd is asking yeah. Bruce and Owen, "Where are your parents?" Like, um, my dad's getting constructive reconstructive knee surgery because of that mm-hmm. damn that idiot Jerry Lawler. I'm like, man, that's a that's aggressive, Jerry. Take it out, <laughs> old man. Yeah, taking out Bruce Hart, and then uh, we've got this great match. Bret Hart is doinking the sharpshooter. Jerry Lawler comes from behind, whacks the hell out of the back of Bret Hart's so head with a crutch. So his leg wasn't mangled. Yeah, whacks the Look hell out guy. of him. Um, out, and then they're leaving. You know, Bret obviously wins by DQ. Out comes Jack Tunney, pointing yeah. down to his leg and saying, You're not hurt. What the hell? There's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going back and forth. And Howard Finkel announces, If Lawler doesn't come back, he'll be banned from the WWF for life. Mm-hmm. That's pretty aggressive. So, obviously, Lawler's got to wrestle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is another match. Classic old-school wrestling match. I loved it a lot. The crowd was into it. Bret Hart was so over. It's clear that they made the mistake by going with Lex instead of Bret. You know, obviously, yeah. we've all heard the story. If you haven't heard the story, the original plan, as far as Bret was understood, it was he was going to face Hogan for the title here at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Then Hogan didn't work for him, brother, or Vince told Hogan something different. Whatever it or was, Brett misunderstood. Yeah, whatever it was, it didn't work out. I would have loved that as a kid. That'd yeah. have been an amazing matchup. Well, it's like two icons. That's what I was kind of looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And 
there's in Brett's book he talks about how Hogan and him went and did a promo shoot where they're both fighting over the belt and there's a photo I'm like where is this photo yeah we need like tugging on it someone has it let's see it get, yeah. get on it our WWE archivist or whatever let's find this damn photo and print it out I want it I want a poster of it I want a picture give it to me now but no they're not give me that damn picture anyway back to this match lots of great old school stuff Brett ends up winning the match with a sharpshooter but then he won't release it He's really yanking on it. Won't release it, and everybody's coming out. Pat Patterson, There's all the officials, 10, eight to ten refs, officials, and Bobby Heenan is like getting all worked up about it. He's like, "What are you doing? Patting him on the back? Clobber him! Get him! Get him off of Waller! He's breaking his leg!" Eventually, uh, Owen Hart and Bruce jump in the ring. I'm like, "What the hell is Owen Hart wearing? He's got like leather pants and tucked into his cowboy boots, yeah. a ridiculous shirt." That's Calgary. That's how you dress. That's how you dress on a Sunday night. Yeah, that's all he did. He just took a boat over the river, went to Detroit. (laughs) That was his uh, supper supper gimmick. (laughs) Calgary's nowhere near Detroit. Calgary's near (laughs) Ontario. I'm just saying it's over the border of Canada. Of Canada. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, they They eventually reverse the decision because Brett won't let go. Jerry Lawler gets the win. I'm like, that's dumb. They continue the feud. The funny note here is they have Jerry Lawler on the stretcher and Bruce Hart <laughs> just like slaps him. He like no, he belly flops onto him from the ring apron. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Owen slaps him. Oh my god, it was so funny. Just like <laughs> what the hell, bro? Owen slaps him, and I just la- I literally laughed every out time, loud. Every time I see the Hart brothers, or we're not like technically with WWF, like Bruce and that other one with Keith. The, Keith, like they just seem to go totally off script and seem so awkward in what they were doing. Bruce and, is like, trying to get a screwing things up. I'm like, what? Are you doing? Bruce is trying to get a contract. He, <laughs> I guess. He wants to be on there. I'm like, He's like, let me shine, brother. <laughs> this is how I get to a body splash off the apron. <laughs> it's worth this match is worth it just for the end of the Bruce body flop <laughs> onto Jerry Long. Yeah, old art smacks him. I loved it, man. I loved it. Uh next we have Ludwig Borga walking around the streets of Detroit apparently yeah. saying, This is opportunity. And I thought I always thought he was Russian, but he's from Finland. I'm like, we don't have an enemy with Finland. Why do we have an evil Finnish guy? Like, what's the deal with I that? I don't know. What did you think of Ludwig Borga when you were a kid? He was kind of lame. Yeah, I think you're right. I didn't like him. But he's, you know, bashing America, bashing Detroit, bashing Lex Luger. I'm like, okay, this might go somewhere. Because I wasn't really watching, so did it ever go anywhere? They end, Luger? Yeah, he ended up being on the... Uh, the, the Alliance, whatever it was called. It was the all oh, the Survivor Series team. versus the Evils or whatever. Yeah, it was the All-Americans versus whatever Yokozuna's team, and he was on the Evil mm-hmm. Foreign team. The Foreign Fanatics, that's okay. what it is. I'm sure someone was listening saying, it's the Foreign Fanatics! So no, <laughs> Foreign Fanatics. He faces Marty Jannetty. What, what note do you have about Marty Jannetty screaming? What did he say in this match? I didn't write it down. He just said, maybe he said, maybe, oh, God. He <laughs> said, maybe he's the one that said, like, oh, shit. Yeah. But it was him and Perfect said something that I'm like, oh, man, they really picked that up on the mic. Yeah, nothing to say about this match. This was just to get Borga over on a pay-per-view as a dominant guy against someone established person. Literally all I have is Jannetty versus Borga. Borga defeats Marty. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's really all I have to say about it. The next but he didn't m- make a big deal. It's like, oh, he beat an intercontinental champion. Ludwig's going to be good. Maybe. I mean, that's smart by Bobby to get over the next guy. Right. You know, not yeah. now. They're burying guys. Speaking of burying, the rest in peace match, which is basically a no count out, no DQ match. Mm-hmm. Giant Gonzalez versus The Undertaker. This wasn't good, but I thought it was better, better than, than WrestleMania. I WrestleMania 9? Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it was fine. Taker bumped his ass off, worked his ass off, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, Paul Bear wasn't around, and all of a sudden the gong hits in the middle of the match, and Paul Bear comes out and gets a ridiculous pop from the oh, crowd. Yeah. He's got a, a wreath he bought from Michael's. You know, it's like a foam wreath <laughs> with some black flowers on yeah. it. Comes out, gets the urn. Undertaker wins with a clothesline off the top rope. And Gonzalez, I think, looked better. When I was physically and even his costume looked better. Didn't have all that goddamn fur on it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like all those beaver pelts. I remember when he first debuted in the WWF. I thought he was on stilts. I didn't think Did he you? was that tall. Yeah, I, I remembered him as Elegante from WCW. I didn't. I think he looked shorter as Elegante. He wasn't, but he looked shorter because yeah. he was kind of hunched over. Yeah. I think WWF made him like stand up straight. Like get that posture fixed, Elegante. <laughs> well, he did more wrestling, and I think he had like bend over to like pick people up to work in his, his in quads and his knees and all that I guess, stuff yeah the biggest like said not a bad match post-match uh giant gonzalez beats up harvey whippleman who's his manager for mm-hmm. getting the urn over he was pissed off at him i guess they're trying to turn him a good guy which never really happened yeah, and this no. is kind of pretty much the end of the giant gonzalez's run here in the wwf because bearer came back and took the urn back yes exactly That's, yeah he was pissed at him so not a bad match you know um, we go backstage, and there's an interview with Jim Cornette, Yokozuna, and Mr. Fuji. Jim Cornette's still all pissed off about the heavenly bodies, losing to the Steiners, cuts his promo talking about how Yoko's going to take out Lex Luger in America, and he's this American spokesperson, all that stuff. I don't really have any other notes on that. I don't either. Uh, next up is a filler match, the Smoking Guns and Tatanka versus Bammers, Bam Bam Bigelow, and the Head Shrinkers. Mm-hmm. I put it as just okay match. I didn't like it. It was perfect for what it was. It was just a popcorn match, bathroom, everybody get ready for the main event, which wasn't that long of a match as we'll talk about, but they do have a hell of a pomp and circumstance ceremony for it. I still thought it went too long. What'd you th- <laughs> the, the, the main man? event? Oh, the six-man? No, the six-man, yeah. What'd you think of the um, smoking guns when you were younger? Did you like the smoke? Did you like anyone in this match? Um, I like Bam Bam and Tatanka. Hey, um, Tatanka. Head Shrinkers, they were okay. And same thing with like WCW. I watched that too. They were smoking guns. Seemed like they were ripping off the Young Pistols from WCW. Yeah, I'm like that's just like almost blatant copy. <laughs> I mean, it's an 11 minute match. It's the second longest match on the card. Actually, mm-hmm. the third by a few seconds. But it's 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 fine. It was just your typical filler match. Uh, next up, we have Alexis Bus Driver being interviewed backstage. First off, he's watching on a monitor. In his bus, I'm like, why couldn't you get Hank a ticket? Hank, your bus driver, yeah, right. driving you all over Where the you damn in? country, back Luger. Parking lot. Yeah, he's in the back. He's like, oh, I'm watching and watching all the wrestlers, and he's asking him, you know, what, you know, what do you think about Lex and blah blah blah. He's like, oh, he's a genuine person. I love him. And he goes, the interviewer was asking, him, is there a moment that stands out cross country? Like, oh yeah, we were went to a hospital, and Luger met these kids, and their faces lit up, and. You know, some of these kids with terminal illnesses, you meeting Lex was making their life worth living. I'm like, I highly doubt that. <laughs> Come on. He's putting them over a little thick. He's got the USA shirt oh, on. Yeah. He had a script. Vince pounded him in his face. He's like, listen, you get this right. <laughs> we got to get this guy over. <laughs> Damn it, pal. He had to get off the roids, and he's not that good looking. <laughs> we got we to get people he's sympathetic He's in great shape, him. though. They he is. He's ripped, but Vince he was makes, bigger in WCW. Vince makes mention of Luger leaning down, too. Yeah. You know, and it sucks. And I to think get I've, ready for this match. Yeah. I've heard Bret Hart talk about it. You know, he's like, 
Luger was clean at this time, and no, everyone thought he was on steroids because of everyone before him. And you could, like you said, in WCW, he was way more he big. He was. He was bulkier. For sure. But he's jacked to the gills here as mm-hmm. in, in WWF. He was like Finn Balor. Like, if you just added a little bit of fat to him, you know, he'd probably gain about 15, did, 20 of, pounds. Did you see, um, you didn't see Raw, but you heard that Ambrose came back? I did hear that, yeah. Did you see him? He's jacked. He's like uber Ambrose now. Yeah. Come, and he was walking he's like, like a, Super Saiyan Ambrose. He's like walking like a bushwhacker, too. <laughs> I hope he doesn't turn on Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. I like. Well, he looks bad enough and mean enough to do it. Why? Because he's got a buzz cut now and he's yeah. jacked to the Yeah. <laughs> that seems like the type of guy that would turn on someone. <laughs> like man. a Triple H. <laughs> he's just like. Just out in the desert pumping iron or something, man. Yeah. Love the, love the lunatic fringe. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have our main event. And this is a lot of stuff going on. First, Macho Man is the master of ceremonies. Before, well, can, can I say something before yeah, this? So yeah. Pettengill's in the audience. I don't know if this is... Oh, right, right. Name. I have a note on that, too, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Pettengill's in the audience talking to this guy, and this guy's just wags out Bruce. of his mind. He, Bruce. Bruce. Little drunk. He's wearing, like, this toga. It's, like, red, white, and blue. And Pettengill's just like, oh, yeah, we're all about America. Everybody's waving their little flags on wooden sticks. Yeah. And he's getting an interview with Bruce. And uh, he's like, you know, how did you come up with this, with this outfit, with this toga? And he's like, oh, my mom went to Sears and made, made me a bedspread and sheets. And then he made this out. Then she made this outfit. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? You went yeah. to Sears. <laughs> he's like, okay, USA, USA. <laughs> yeah. Bruce is in a toga outfit in the front row. And his mom made it from sheets from Sears. <laughs> I, hey, good for him, you know. Uh, there's also the Japanese national anthem is sung before the match. God, this guy was terrible. I think he was supposed to be bad on purpose. Okay. And everybody was booing him. I'm like, this is kind of like mean. Can like you Japan, imagine, like you're order this pay per view and you're in Shanghai and you're like, oh, well, Shanghai's is in China. It? Oh, I'm sorry. In Tokyo, say. There you go. But Yokozuna is not even Japanese. He's from he's Samoan, which is another thing. Yeah. I remember when the Yokozuna got inducted to the Hall of Fame, the Usos introduced him, and he, you know, Yokozuna is their uncle. And they were like, we were outside playing. Our mom goes, twins, come inside. Uncle Rodney's on TV. And we ran in. And we go, that guy's Japanese. Uncle Rodney's not Japanese. Like, they yeah. didn't understand it and everything like that, too. So that was kind of funny. Then we've got Macho Man Randy Savage in his USA outfit with Aaron Neville. Oh, God. This guy's terrible. He had one song I'd like back in the day. That's pretty much Aaron Neville. It was. With his mole. Oh, he, man. He sings the, <laughs> he sings the national. I just put him down with his singing. <laughs> He's a damn famous singer. People love it. <laughs> terrible. You don't like Aaron Neville? I, I'm telling you, there was one song I liked back in that day. I forgot what it was. No, that's going to bug me. Let me look. I'm going to go on uh, Apple Music here, type in Aaron Neville, see what the first one that comes up is. Yeah. Is, he, is he Aaron? A-A-R-O-N. Neville. Neville, like uh, you a know. wrestler. The wrestler. There we go. Aaron Neville. What was Neville's last name? Or was that his first It was name? Adrian Neville. That's right. Well, Maybe that was an homage to Aaron Neville. Maybe Was it the song? <laughs> well, there is an album called Best of Aaron. Only in the PPW podcast you're going to get some Aaron Neville breakdown. Right. A change is going to come? I don't know. Let it be? Will you have a friend in Jesus? No. Amazing Grace? No. Jesus loves me? No. Touch of the heart? No. I'm just going to play some Aaron Neville. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's the song. This is your favorite song? But now he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is Best of Aaron Neville Gospel. Oh, come on now. All right, sorry, sorry. we got to get the real Best of Aaron Neville. 
Soulful Christmas. People are like, off oh, Aaron Neville already. Aaron Neville Essentials. Here we go. And don't I don't know much, but I know I love you. The yeah, song? that's it. This is your song? Well, that's the one that was on the radio a lot back then. How could you hate Aaron Neville? I didn't. I'm just saying his rendition of uh, National Anthem. Listen to that guitar solo. The sweet, smooth sounds of Aaron Neville. Come at you at the Positively Progressing Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves Aaron Neville. All right, he sings the National Anthem, and this match starts off, and there's a huge stare now. Lex Luger and Yokozuna, they're trying to shove it so far down your throat that this is the next Hogan. Right. Like, it's like, even down to the Hogan-Andre stare down and mm-hmm. talking about oh, the yeah, size Oh, yeah, I didn't realize and that. And all that stuff, you know? It's crazy how much they're pushing it. And The match happens, and you hate this match. You hated it. I remember not liking it back then. It's and not I, And I, I like the Lex Express build-up to this. Yeah, me too. I like the USS Intrepid, the 4th of July Slam. I like the, 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 the tour bus going around. And I remember, like, I don't know... Trying to find a newspaper. Like, was he going to be in Orlando? Or? So he came to Chicago and went yeah. to the White Sox game. Okay. And he had the bar, he had the bus there. So I remember like kind of being aware of it and kind of keeping my ear to the ground to see if anybody at school heard about it or yeah. I, I don't know, whatever. So I thought it was cool. And then I come and it's like, it's just Luger is this and Luger is this. I'm like, no, I kind of know Luger from WCW. He's not everything that you're saying. <laughs> He's good, and he could have been a great Hogan replacement if he didn't like cram so much Luger's American and he's a patriot and he's he's so honest and this like I don't know, just trying to make him like a super American good guy from I don't know like a 1940s patriot commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the match was I don't know. Not a fan, huh? No, not really. Was it the nerve hold it that Yoko been. had on him it for like been. eight minutes? Could and have Vince been. even's like, he's a martial artist. He knows the pressure <laughs> points. <laughs> and then, yeah. and I don't want to talk bad about it because they're both great characters. Yeah, and Luger jumps off the top rope a couple times. Does not oh, yeah. does yeah. not look comfortable doing it, but he does it. Right. He's the next high flyer. I did notice that. Like, he's climbing up, sets one foot. He's like, no, no, not this foot. He sets that one down, goes with the other foot, trying to get up on the top and balance himself. Yeah. Then he does it again. I'm like, wow, why are you doing it again? But it was fun. He didn't get Yoko to fall down. Yeah, the crowd, like, when this match starts, they're like, okay, we want to like this match. Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. And they do that middle spot with the nerve the nerve pressure point hold Yoko does, and the crowd just dies. Yeah. I just, It's just like, what are you guys doing? You know? But... Mm-hmm. It's just it's just bad news. I couldn't believe it. And then Hog or Hogan <laughs> Luger ends up <laughs> he's got the steel plate in his arm, which that was also a storyline. Yeah. He's knocking people out with. We started with the narcissist. Jim Cornette as part of the contract negotiation made Luger wear a pad over that. Right. He takes it off, hits Yoko with it, Yoko falls to the outside, Luger wins by count out and celebrates like he won the title. Right. Everyone comes down. Steiner celebrate Tatanka. Yeah. I mean, this is total trying to put him over. Yeah, and then the balloons fall. <laughs> He's on his shoulders. Right. I'm yeah. like, that's what I've got on here too. I'm like, what is this? Why didn't you just give him the belt? Yeah, like I get it. You know, he wasn't drawing or whatever it was, but you you gotta but give you him the belt here with him versus Yoko because maybe there's people that love Yoko so or, much. Or switch the title on like Raw was relatively new. Make it a title switch on Raw. Make it something crazy. But yeah, you did this whole damn thing. Just finish. Yeah. 
You know, and it's, the one part that stuck out with me, which I thought was just complete BS, but Vince, yeah, <laughs> he's, he says, listen to this crowd. I've never seen anyone have this much support. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Vince. You didn't see WrestleMania 9 with Hogan coming back and beating, beating him and all that? You, you didn't see you, WrestleMania 6. You weren't, you weren't <laughs> listening like a, an hour earlier when Bret Hart came out? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he won another you Hogan. You when uh, Bruce Hart came, came off the apron, the crowd popped. <laughs> Belly flopped to Jerry the King Lawler. Right. It, it, Ah, I just I wish they would have done it because when I was a kid I I was in I'm like okay Luger's my new guy right Luger I'm deserved in. the belt yeah Luger deserves it justice for Luger <laughs> hashtag it's like oh they where were you guys <laughs> in '93 <laughs> where was social media in '93 justice for Luger I mean Luger's like you said this version of Roman Reigns where they've decided he's it except they gave up on Luger not giving up on Roman yeah I'd say Roman's a better wrestler than Luger but oh Luger's for sure. A, Luger's a good character. You, he is. He's a great character. Lex Express, the total package, mm-hmm. got the torture rack. He's yeah. always been like more of an icon to me for WCW because he probably spent more time there. He right? definitely did, yeah. So when I think WCW, I think of Luger, Sting, Steiners, Flair, yeah. Vader, um, even like Cactus Jack at some point. But those are the guys for me in like the early 90s, mm-hmm. late, late 80s that remind me of WCW. For sure. The match ends, and they celebrate, and then we go to the... This was not on the DVD version set, by the way, but it's on the network. The I'll Be Your Hero, mm-hmm. Lex Luger music video. It first started, I'm like, oh, jeez, here we go. So it's like a cheesy song, but they were doing um, like a tribute to America, showing uh, military people and, and the flag waving and little fade-ins and stuff like that. And they segue into like Luger and then the, the slam on the USS Intrepid and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay. <laughs> now I get it. Why didn't they show this before the match? I don't know. They, they showed it at the end. They're like, hey, if you didn't, if you're not behind Luger now, <laughs> uh, so there's a video for it here. Hold on, it's on the uh, it's on YouTube on the official WWE. That sounds like uh, this is like Rocket League here. The official WWE YouTube page is Lex Luger. I'll be your hero. I'll play just the the couple verses of it so you guys get the idea of of this type of song. It starts off with Luger. Luger's bus in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just total. Like, I would have loved this crap when I was a kid, but now I'm just like, come on. I just thought it was crappy music. Because in that, like, that year, I was into, like, Metallica and Ozzy and Green Jello and Allison Chains, like all the, all the bands from like back then, like the rock bands. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is some sappy <laughs> baby stuff. <laughs> I don't I, even think my mom would listen to it. <laughs> hey, all right. So overall, SummerSlam 93, what letter grade would you give it? I would give it a uh, B minus. B minus. I'm going to go B plus. Okay. Because I mean, the whole first half of this show is really, really good. Yeah, it is. You know, I and I, I think also, I think I just felt let down at the end. Yeah. Confused. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll grade it on a curve a little bit too because so many people hate this time and this show and all that stuff, but I'm a big Luger fan. I don't know why. And I can't explain it. Like he's not a, amazing in the ring. He's not a great promo. We were talking about him last week. He finally yeah. could have cut a good promo. That promo from Thunder though, that was That's what we're talking about, yeah. Mwah. Yeah. If you saw me that's a chef kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So SummerSlam ninety three, B plus. What letter grade would you give the main event? A D. A D? Yeah. You're going to pass it? 
I'll give it. A, I'll give it a pass. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a pass as well because just the characters and I like the characters. You know, I like the story. What was your best match on this show? Do you think? Your Honestly, I, I I really like the uh, Million Dollar Man and uh, Razor match. Yep. I'd say that's number one. The Steiner, like the tag match, I thought yeah. was really good. I think so too. I think, I mean, I think my favorite match is going to be the Razor and Million Dollar Man, followed by Brett versus Lawler slash Doink, and then the Steiner match. I totally forgot about that when you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I would also put a third one, uh, HBK and Perfect at number three. Mm-hmm. I thought that one was better than Brett Lawler and Brett Doink. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, it's, it's opinions. I guess <laughs> my preference. I guess we'll allow opinions on this show. Okay. Any other uh, stuff going on in the current product SummerSlam thing you're looking forward to? SummerSlams this week. What are you looking forward to with SummerSlam? Honestly, I got to take a look at what the card is. I haven't really been paying attention too much to it. Yeah. Um, Intercontinental title match is AJ uh, versus Samoa Joe, maybe. Yeah, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Got the. But I still got title. like two weeks of SmackDown to watch, and then tonight got Ziggler versus Seth Rollins again. I wish that would be a tag or or a four way at least. Okay. Uh, Ronda versus Alexa Bliss. I would love it if Ronda won, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Charlotte versus Carmella versus Becky Lynch. Becky's got to win, right? I hope so. I hope so. And I, I, my theory last week about Natalia turning heel probably can't really happen anymore, which is good. Yeah. But that's on the Ronda Rousey side. But Becky right. maybe still can. But I'm thinking about this. They can't do all these heel turns on one show. They're going to do no. all this stuff. Uh, what about Brock versus Roman? You going to watch? You interested? You're interested? You, you're done with it. If Heyman makes a switch and turns on Brock... I'm in, and I think I'm more behind Roman if he sides with Heyman. Okay. Like I think that that's what will turn me. Okay. To like, to like Roman. Because this is the thing: I do like Roman. I like his character, but just the way his promos are and his matches, it's just it's kind of annoying. I think if they didn't call him the Big Dog, I'd like him a lot more. Yeah, I saw a meme someone put up. I think they said uh, big steaks for the Big Dog, and they changed the steaks to the meat steaks. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I don't know yeah. if you saw the little yeah, uh, yeah. The, the static image on, on Raw. But the steaks for the match, like S-T-A-K-E-S, <laughs> and someone changed it to the meat, like S-T-A-K-S, <laughs> the big steaks for the Big Dog. <laughs> uh, then you've got the Daniel Bryan versus The Miz match. Oh, see now, now I'm into it. Okay, it's a good. It's a good I just card. don't know what the full card. It's not in front of me. Yeah, the NXT takeovers this weekend too. I've been watching any NXT at all, so I'm gonna have to kind of watch a few to to keep up. But I always watch the takeovers. I always I always enjoy yeah. them. I've watched maybe a couple of the Wednesday shows, and I mean they're fun to watch. And only an hour. I don't know why I don't watch it every week because it's definitely. I don't think maybe I just, like two or three commercials. I just think I don't think about it. Yeah. Is the problem you know? Uh, then. There's the we got a lot of stuff going on too. It's not like there's so much wrestling to watch. Yeah, I still got like a bunch of G1 matches to watch still from the tournament. It's over, but I still have matches to watch from it. Yeah, I've got to get ready for All In coming up. I mean, three weeks. I've got that All In card is looking really good. Yeah, just just with that Kenny Omega and uh, Pentagon. That's, that that's match gonna is going to awesome be match. bananas. Yeah, the main event's the six man tag. They announced it. It's going to be the okay. the Bucks and Ibushi versus Rey Mysterio. Else, I, I draw a phoenix or whatever, but New Japan's not part of this, right? No, it's just because there was like a new six man never champs that were right. That's an ROH. The six well, the six man, there's two, there's six man never is the New is, Japan, and there's a six man in, in, in Ring of Honor yeah. as well. Yeah, so I think Kingdom has that. I don't know, I haven't kept up with that. Yeah, so here's the match card for all in. I've got it pulled up here. So it's got Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Okada versus Marty Skrull, uh, Joey Janela with Penelope Ford versus Hangman Page, 
Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandito versus the Golden Elite, which is Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. and Ibushi, Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell. The Brisk- and even, even that match, I think, would probably be the least expected to be great, I think will be good, because mm-hmm. Amell is awesome. The Briscoe Brothers, Jay and Mark versus SoCal Uncensored, which is going to be on the uh, Zero Hour Show. The Over Budget Battle Royal, 15-person Battle Royal. And winner I love that gets, title, too, Over Budget. <laughs> winner, winner gets the ROH Championship title shot later in the night. Yeah. That's on the pre-show. Madison Rain versus Britt Baker versus Chelsea Green versus Tessa Blanchard. I feel like we saw that match at like, the, we probably did. the, the Eagles the, Club uh, Hall. Uh, but the Ring of Honor champ is still lethal, right? Yep. Jay lethal. He's facing the winner of the Over Budget Battle Royal. Yeah which people are thinking maybe Flip Gordon's going to sneak his way into that and, and win <laughs> that. That would be great. Uh, and then Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. Ten-card uh, match. There, I don't think there's one bad match on there. No, there's not. And people are like, this is, I've heard people complain. It's underwhelming. Like, what? You, these are all the biggest names not yeah. signed by WWE currently. There's nobody missing. Right. You know, but except for, I guess, Jericho. But I don't think Jericho's going to come. He said he wouldn't do a North American appearance to go against Vince. Right. And it's going to be on pay-per-view and fight and all that stuff. So you're going to watch on fight probably, right? Yeah, we got a twenty dollar credit. Well, we've got a twenty dollar credit. I heard it's forty bucks, yep. so I just paid twenty. Yep. And then we got the pre-show for it on WGN America. Hey, we're all set. You're ready to go. You'll see me. I'm going to be hard camera side and dead yeah. center, about five, six rows up. So take a look for me. Just buy a big old Bullet Club flag. No, I'm not going to do that. No, no, buy a PPW podcast flag. There it is. <laughs> At PPW in, podcast in, in, in the style of Bullet Club. Yeah, that'll be that'll be to get sued by him or something, right? No, Cease and desist. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Did you see the stage layout? There was a picture on, I think, Instagram or Twitter of uh-huh. Cody. He was having lunch, and he yeah. had his tablet up yeah. on the stage. I'm like, that looks pretty badass. Yep. So we'll see. I know someone said to him, they were asking, you know, I'm worried I'm on the side of the stage. Am I able to see? He goes, no, you're fine. We sacrifice stage size to make sure everyone has a good view. Yeah. They, it's also big news. I don't know if we talked about this last week or if it even happened yet, that they sold out Madison Square Garden for mm-hmm. WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, the and pre-sales were like 60% sold, mm-hmm. and then the first day they sold out. And people are like kind of crapping, like, oh, they would only do it because WrestleMania is in town. I'm like, it's still Madison Square Garden. They sold out in an arena, them and New Japan, so good yeah. for them. They, them and New Japan just need to officially merge and have New Japan North America and New Japan uh, Asia and have the two the, the factions. And who knows, maybe they'll be on WGN America. Maybe this will go well. It'll be a weekly show on yeah, WGN. That'd be, that'd be cool awesome. Too. An hour show. That'd be awesome. It's on Access TV now, but not everybody has Access TV and, and all that stuff. I'd like it a lot. Yeah. Pretty sweet. More wrestling is always good for everybody. And as we were kids, we'd crave anything. We would watch anything, any crap that was Indeed. on. Livewire, Superstars, Challenge, All-American, whatever it was. Saturday night, we're watching, you know, 605. I remember I got super excited. We were flipping channels, and I was young, like Monday night. And all of a sudden, there's like Vince McMahon like sitting at a table with Gorilla Monsoon. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa what is yeah. this? It was kind Slow of down. Like a, it's kind of like not really a talk show, but they were talking like a segment. It wasn't anything I was familiar with, like an in arena table yeah. commentator. It was like I don't know, like a news type thing. I'm like, what is this? And they went to matches. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, oh, you know, Dallas is on. So I couldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't watch primetime or uh, Falcon's Crest. I don't know if you remember those old shows. <laughs> I don't remember. They were all shows. like soap operas at night. I'm so lucky. I mean, I'm lucky and not lucky. I mean, lucky in the sense that when I was a kid, both my parents worked on Mondays late. I was like, mm-hmm. my dad worked at a car dealership. My mom worked at a hospital. So my, they closed it. Both of them closed at nine. So I had the TV. Oh, you know? man. My sister had the upstairs. I had the basement TV. And like, yeah. there'd be times before my dad would come home. And this was when Raw was going to 10. 
to, from eight to ten Central Time. I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. oh man, I hope he has a late deal so I can finish Raw tonight. You know, me being a jerk, he's been at work all day. Yeah, <laughs> like I hope he has to stay longer. He just wants to, <laughs> he's so, like, I can, so I can be selfish and watch two men wrestle. <laughs> he wants to just come home, eat dinner, and watch Monday Night Football, and I'm down there. He's like, all right, enough, get the hell out of here. But he was nice enough most of the time to let me finish the last few minutes of Raw before yeah. uh, Monday, night, so he can watch Monday Night Football after I was done. So I haven't seen your dad in so long, right? Yeah, and. You had you had a party, housewarming slash birthday party for your daughter this past weekend, uh-huh. and I saw your dad. I wasn't sure if it was your dad, but as normal, I'm introducing myself to everybody. I said, you know, hi, I'm Eric. He's like, yeah, I know you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's got to be your dad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, he probably nice. did say it so meanly. He's like, it hey. sounded like it, though. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I found out later he thought you were a different Eric. He thought oh, okay. you were my friend, Eric. My dad really had cornea surgery, so he's pro- you're probably basically a big blob to him. Okay. So we heard Eric. So all right, you know how that and, is. And I'm a little slimmer now, so maybe I look like maybe the other Eric. Maybe he's got a buzz cut too, so maybe. <laughs> all right, doesn't wear glasses. He does wear glasses sometimes. <laughs> maybe he didn't see. Maybe he thought they were sunglasses. Maybe, maybe. Uh, we'll try to think of another fun topic for next week. I don't really know off the top of my head. We will think of something. Uh, I bet I got a few Twitter followers and a few guests lined up. I'm thinking about doing a show in the next few weeks about meeting wrestlers. Because I've met a handful, you've met a handful. We don't have enough to do a full show on it. Mm-hmm. But we can do some interviews. Right. There's interviews of re- people that I want to talk to that have met a ton. They do like the VIP experiences and the access shows and the yeah. Comic Cons, all that stuff. So I want to hear those fun stories. Hopefully, all positive ones about meeting wrestlers. Negative ones can be funny, too. You know, I'm sure the three, the three stories I have, I've told it a couple times anyway. Right. Me, too. So we'll, we'll get some interviews going and we'll ramble on and maybe talk more Aaron Neville. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Naturally. He's the official that'll, that'll sponsor. That'll be the, uh, the outro song. Official sponsor. Again, this show, we'll, we're, we're going to dedicate to Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Uh, so we were sad to see him go. He was one yeah. of the you know, wrestlers passed away, but every once in a while, we'll hit you back. Oh. Like when Roddy yeah, Piper that, died. That, that one kind of like, hit oh. me, too. Like Piper died, that wouldn't hit me. And you know, obviously when Macho Man went. And, oh, God, yeah. And it's like, oh, man, what the hell? But it's that is that's how it goes in being a wrestling fan. You yeah. have to understand that's part of the deal. But we still got lots of fun, positive stuff to look forward to. We've got awesome SummerSlam card, awesome TakeOver card, awesome independent show coming up for All In. Uh, we've got awesome New Japan G1 tournament. If you haven't watched that, go watch that. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, guys, at PPW Podcast, and you're subscribing on iTunes. Leave a review. That'd be awesome. Any other show, if you have a show topic suggestion, shoot it over to us, and we'll try to get it on. And make it a good one, or else we're not going to do it. Yeah. I'm just teasing. I'm just do you, teasing. Can you do a poll on Twitter? Yeah. Maybe do that. Okay, we'll, we'll throw a few out there. It depends. So sometimes, because I, I, I have a lot of followers and follow a lot of different people. I'm not saying a lot, but I have followed different people, and uh, it's like the wrestling Twitter community. It gets lost sometimes. So I feel like if people don't see it right away, they're just not going to see it. Oh, okay. So I'll get a vote with like six, and other polls I'll have like 60 votes. So it's kind of like yeah. tough. I'll throw it out there, though. You and I will discuss potential topic, maybe a more recent show since we did a couple flashback shows the past few weeks or maybe like a top 10 we haven't done one of those in a while we do like lists maybe we'll do a top 10 maybe we'll do the maybe top of factions i think we did a faction show oh. <laughs> just how much we remember what about uh theme songs we definitely did a theme song show that was an early show <laughs> i mean that's number one let's just not even do it all right show's over <laughs> theme songs. <laughs> we're running out, of, running out of ideas no i got a whole list of ideas guys uh thank you everybody for listening thanks for subscribing thanks for following on twitter Thanks for all the support. We'll see you next week. It's not a free time for best to 